Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I don't eat breakfast in the morning so I can come to work hungry. So when I get to lunch, I'm hungry. And that's just the kind of person I am. I know my 2003 Chevy Tahoe's got a lot of play this week so far, but like, it doesn't have AC and it doesn't have heat. And the reason I do that is so I can practice my mental toughness during the winter when it's cold and I can practice my mental toughness during the, the summer when it's hot. That's the type of person I am. podcast on the athletic network it's tuesday april 27th i'm j.e skeets along with my top shot hot boy trey kirby hey yo hey yo the international man of mystery taking it to the max lee ellis friend mm. lee and last but not least making the magic happen it's jd hello there he is and here we are shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on youtube Smash that like button, leave your comments below, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. We eclipsed 37,000 subs yesterday, inching our way closer to 40K, inch by inch, sub by sub. It's like the Pacino speech from any given Sunday. I don't know what to say, really. Four days until the biggest battle of our professional lives. Wow. (laughs) All comes down to this week. Either we heal as a team or we're going to crumble. Inch I'm by fired inch, up. Sub by sub till we're finished. We're in YouTube hell right now, gentlemen. Yeah, believe me. <laughs> and we can stay here and get the shit kicked out of us. Or we can fight our way back to the light. We can climb out of hell. One subscription at a time. Now, I can't do it for you. I'm too old. So just subscribe already, please. God. Okay, email us your questions Let's and comments. Go! <laughs> oh man, Skeets, up. between that cold open and your speech right now, <laughs> I just want to go hit a heavy bag or maybe push a blocking sled around. Uh, some great quotes both from you and from that gentleman to begin. I too didn't eat breakfast this morning, so I come to the podcast hungry. I have a Chevy Trax, but I definitely have air conditioning and heat in it too. Um, yeah, email us your questions and comments. For tomorrow's Beach Step and Podcast, email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com, tweet them in. At No Dunks Inc. That's No Dunks Inc. And finally, grab your sweet No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. Yeah, we're fired up here today on a Tuesday. We got a lot of games to talk about, Lily. We got some Is This News. JD's got Tweet of the Night. You never know where that's going to go. <laughs> nope. Usually doesn't have anything to do with basketball. So get ready, everybody. <laughs> but first, a little hoops. Uh, let's go through some of the big games from last night. First one, Lily, you're going to get us started. The Suns. Snapped your New York Knicks nine-game win streak with the 118-110 victory. Booker and Chris Ball doing uh, special things down the stretch, but a really good game, I thought. 
Yeah, it was a great game, and uh, the Knicks early on looked like they were going to make it 10 in a row uh, in that first half. The ball was dropping. They were hitting all their shots. But And the Suns, you know, on the second night of a back-to-back, end of a long road trip, you thought maybe the Suns just haven't quite got enough in this one. But uh, in the fourth quarter, I thought they had more juice than the Knicks. I thought the Knicks actually looked, if anything, a little lethargic themselves. And I thought what was really important, the Suns got some good minutes out of Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges hit some big threes. Cam Johnson had been struggling, but he hit a couple. I think he hit three in the fourth quarter there, which really uh, shows the improved depth of the Suns. Booker was great in this one, of course, 33 points. Um, but those guys contributing during that key stretch of the fourth quarter to get the Suns the lead and then... Chris Paul, when the game's on the line, if the ball's in his hands, he's going to do it. We saw it from the Thunder last season. He's done it so many times throughout his career. Closed out with three big shots. One of them was just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he's just been incredible all season long. A very impressive win for the Suns. Again, as I mentioned, that fifth game, end of a, uh, a long road trip here, the second, uh, two days in a row, but they pulled it out. And, you know... I thought about at the end of this game, who do you think, we talked a little bit about MVP votes at the end of the season. Who's going to get more of those end of the ballot votes, Randall or Chris Paul, do you Mm. guys think? Mm. And then I've got a follow-up question after that. Who will get more Mm. end of the ballot MVP votes, Chris Paul or Julius Randall? It's tough, honestly, because the Suns are going to have a drastically better record. They're going to have the number one record in the damn league. So that's going to warrant some votes. But then I, I, I worry, will they be split between Booker and, and Chris Paul a little bit? I think Chris Paul's going to get a lot. Randall, ah, oh man. I guess I go Chris Paul. Trey, that's my answer to that one. Do you have, do you have a, a guess? I would lean Chris Paul based a little bit on the reputation, no doubt. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be pretty fair between the two of them. Like, I think one of those two has a solid chance of at least coming in fifth, you know, yep. and that's kind of an accomplishment, like making the final four in the NCAA tournament, ending up in the top five of an MVP ballot. That's a little bit of an achievement to have under your cap. I guess I would lean towards Chris Paul, uh, since it's been a while since we've seen him in the top five of an MVP and what he's doing with the Suns and the clutch scoring and just making shots when the Suns need him every single night. I think he would probably be the guy, but you can't deny a New York bump. You can't deny Julius Randle's improvement bringing the Knicks back, but maybe that's part of uh, the problem with his case is that he's a lock to win MIP, so maybe that hurts the votes in the MVP thing. Nonetheless, they're in the restaurant. Welcome to the restaurant, (laughs) guys. Let us know what you want. We might have a few things left over. We can split a dish here. Yeah, well, and then then following up from that, there we are, yeah, beautiful. Uh, I mean, where does Devin Booker finish in the MVP race? Does he finish top 10, you know, because... uh, Come on. What, you don't think so? Well, you're gonna gonna vote two guys in the top 10 from the same team? Why don't you just pick one? uh, But that's what I'm saying is I think Booker and Chris Paul are those fifth place ballots, votes. I think Devin Booker's gonna get a fair few of them as well. Sounds like they don't have an MVP then. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. I think that, like, they've both been so good, but do you give it to Chris Paul because he's like, well, he's the veteran, he's the leader of that team? Or do you say, well, Devin Booker's been awesome as well this season, so he's going to get a few. Because he was great last night, Devin Booker, with 33 points, but it was Chris Paul at the end of the game to close it out that sort of almost stole some of Devin Booker's limelight, I thought, from that game. So I just just think they're both going to get some votes. Well, okay, uh, hold on, Lee. If you can only give one of them a vote, it sounds like you're giving Chris Paul... The MVP of the Suns. Yes, <laughs> is that what you're? That's where you're ultimately deciding on. Yes, I am. But yeah. uh, but again, I think I think to people are going to recognize what Devin Booker has done as well this season, and and he's going to pick up a few of those votes. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, I think it's going to happen because again, he he he's been so good for them. You know, scoring the ball and shooting, he stepped his game up. 
But again, when the game was on the line there last night, it was Chris Paul just said, no, I'm closing this one out because uh, that's what he does. Yeah. No, great timing here for Chris Paul. Like a, a big game snapping a huge win streak against the hot New York Knicks. Uh, yeah, some insane shots there. That one that he just flips up, threw up. I mean, it just drops. Good timing in the sense like, oh, yeah, MVP uh, votes are going to be placed somewhat soon here, Trey, like in the next couple of weeks, I'd imagine, right? Um, so, yeah, that'll help his case. I think he ultimately finishes higher than Booker. And I'll have him just ahead of Randall there, wherever that is, because I'm still not even convinced either of those guys is a top five finish. Because, like, I don't know, you do have guys like Lillard and Luka and, like, of course, Curry most people have in the top three. It's, it's going to be very difficult. So maybe one of them gets in the top five. We will see. Great, great game, though. Uh, Suns, man, I know we're going to get to the Jazz losing again in a second. Suns are, what, one game back from the Utah Jazz for the number one seed in the Western Conference. That's... uh pretty incredible and i think uh definitely helping the case for monty williams to win coach of the year too if we're talking awards here on a tuesday trey i mean if they are the number one seed, i don't know how he doesn't win it at that point how many votes is chris paul gonna get for coach of the year oh i like oh, it oh they might Juicy. split that one as well how far yeah. down the ballot does he finish mm-hmm. um the main thing for this game though I'm a little disappointed that the Knicks couldn't keep their end of the bargain because I was looking forward to the Bulls snapping a 10-game losing streak or winning streak. Uh, Unfortunate stuff from the Knicks coming short in the clutch when it really mattered. All right, let's let's talk about that Eastern Conference 10th seed, your Bulls in the mix. I'm going to throw three games at you, Trey. We had the Spurs outlasting the Wizards in overtime. Uh, They ended Washington's, you know, streak of eight straight. The Bulls held off the Heat late. They win 110-102 there in Miami. And then the Raptors, they beat the Cavaliers 112-96. All three of these teams, Wizards, Bulls, Raps, trying to get into the play-in tournament. Wizards trying to hold on for dear life there with the 10th seed. Um, who's taking this thing, or what did you think of all three of those games, two of these games, one of these games? Like, it, what, a, what a crazy game that Spurs-Wizards one was. I don't know if you saw that. They were trading shot for shot. DeRozan, Beal, awesome. Westbrook, Murray. It was awesome, that one. Uh, what do you think? Call the Southern lawyer because we got ourselves a race. Mm. Everybody is talking about and obsessed with three teams that are a combined 25 games under 500. We're living and dying with these losers. And guys, it feels amazing. What a night last night for the race for the 10th seed. I guess start with the Wizards. I think their game was over first. Like you mentioned, Skeets, zero defense in this one. Both teams shot 53%, and I think it was killing Drew Gooden on the broadcast. (laughs) Down the stretch, he just kept saying, whichever team gets a stop first is going to get the win here. Whichever team gets a stop first is going to get the win here. Uh, not a lot of stops. I felt like, uh, that meme of the guy who's like, nope, not this time. Uh Uh-uh, not this time. Try again. 45 for Bradley Beal on the night. Another triple-double for Russell Westbrook, but Beal missed a three to tie things at the buzzer. The streak is over. Thanks to 37 and 10. I think that was assists, right, Skeets? It was. Yes, it was assists from DeRozan, yes. DeRozan was great. Nine in the fourth quarter. There was that fun moment right at the end of regulation with uh, Westbrook was guarding him. He got a stop. Wait, there was a stop there for Drew Gooden. Wait a second. The Wizards were the first team to get a stop and they didn't win? Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Something doesn't add up. But you do love to see a former Raptor helping the Raptors. Speaking of the Raptors, they took care of business. You got to beat the Cavs to stay in the mix. The Bulls lost to them recently. That was a bad loss. But no problem for Toronto. 25 for Siakam. 18 for Malachi Flynn. Biggest story from this one was obviously Kevin Love. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. As for the Bulls, 
I would say that was their biggest win of the season last night. <laughs> wow. Down four with eight minutes left, playing against a full-strength Heat team. I mean, they had no Tyler Hero, but a basically full-strength Heat team. I said to Laura, these are the biggest eight minutes of the season. How many times have I talked to you guys about the Bulls blowing a game in the fourth quarter? Not this time. They responded, kind of blew out the Heat, outscoring them by 12 in the game's last eight minutes. Won the fourth quarter, 34-20, to 20, largely thanks to Daniel Tice. <laughs> Tice, Tice, baby! Ten points, seven rebounds in the fourth Tice played all 12 minutes, finished with 23 and 12. He's been the Bulls' best player since the trade deadline, I would say. Vooch added 24 points, 11 rebounds. He hit four threes. Bad loss for the Heat, honestly, yeah. uh, considering that they're actually still playing for something. So the Wizards are in 10th place right now. The Bulls are a game back, but they've got the tiebreaker over the Wizards and the Raptors. Yeah. The Raptors currently are tied with the Bulls. Raptors have a tiebreak over the Wizards. Obviously not the Bulls. So who's got the advantage here? Absolutely no one. Looking at the schedule, the, easy, the easiest by far is the Wizards, but the Bulls have all East teams, and the Raptors get to play both the Bulls and the Wizards, which give them a chance to make some moves in the standing here. That game on May 13th between the Bulls and Raptors, Ooh. man, this is turning into a surprisingly big game right now. I love the play-in tournament. I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was on a podcast uh, off the bench. Uh, shout out to our Filipino listeners last night. And I was asked, like, hey, Luca doesn't like the play-in tournament. What do you think? And, Lee, I said selfishly, as someone that sits here every day and talks about basketball for a living, I f***ing love the play-in tournament. Like Trey said, <laughs> like... Like, all these teams, they somewhat suck. They're 10 games below 500. And at this point of any other yearly, we're never talking about them. You know, the, the Bulls beat the Heat last night. We maybe mention it from the Heat side of things. Going, oh, man, wow, they're near the bottom of the playoff race. Oh, that's a tough loss. We wouldn't say anything about Chicago. The Raptors, pff, long gone. The Wizards, you know, such a bad start. Oh, okay, whatever. They're just the Wizards. But here we are. We are talking about them. And it for us, again, selfishly... It's a lot more exciting here in the doldrums, I guess, of the late NBA season to have, like, races to get excited about. Even if it just means these teams get in and lose, they don't even get into the actual playoffs, or even if they got waxed in the first round. At least it's something, right? Oh, yeah, and this is how it was designed, because you want to be able to talk yeah. about these teams at the bottom. This is exactly what Adam Silver talked about, because it does mimic what happens in soccer in Europe, you know, the relegation battle. You've got those bottom five or six teams all trying desperately to just stay alive because no one wants to go down a division. And it does make it exciting because all those teams normally that have got no chance of, you know, of obviously winning the championship, but they've got a chance to win something else. And this play-in tournament, I mean, if you finish 10th, you, you're not afraid of anybody you're facing in that round in a, in a one or potentially two-game <laughs> yes. elimination. So, you know, I mean, Westbrook, he's been playing great, had another triple-double again last night, and he talked his trash afterwards, which was great for him. But this is exactly what we want. There's only really, I guess, three teams in the Eastern Conference who you can completely rule out Yeah, right now. That's the Pistons, the Cavs, and... Uh, Magic. Am I forgetting? Magic, yeah. So they're out of it, which is which is fine. This yeah. is what you want to do. You want to you want to have create some excitement at the bottom. So it's working, and... Uh, you know, regardless of, you know, we're not going to see always great games in that play-in, but it's just bringing excitement and keeping people, uh, keeping people's attention late into the season. Because as you mentioned, ordinarily the Wizards, I think, are three and a half games back of eighth. That's almost too much of a hill to mm -hmm. climb at this point of the season. But right now it's like, it does not matter how you get in. Once you get into that situation, and again, it's a potentially one game scenario, that's what we all want to see because it's exciting. Yeah, some people like push back on the play-in tournament. And they're like, well, 
now there's just too many teams, right? Yeah. Like making the playoffs. Okay, okay. <laughs> My counter to that is, especially for you wrestling fans out there, the Royal Rumble, Trey. You know, 30 people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. men, sometimes women, hell, they're even That's in the Royal right. Rumble. How many of them legit ever have a chance to actually win that thing from year to year? Let's be honest. You can give me a list of five or six where you're like, all right, they could win the Rumble. That's big. I'm talking yeah, like about like four current superstars and then maybe whoever the random returning uh, exactly. wrestler is, right? Exactly. Just like an NBA season, the NBA playoffs, there's always like five teams tops really that could win the whole thing. Does that mean we should just get rid of the other 25 people in the Rumble? No! That's what makes the Rumble fun! Like That's exactly guy, right. We yeah. want to see the big show. We want to see it take uh, 15 guys to throw the big show out of the ring, right? That's what it's going to exactly. be like for these play-in teams trying to get the number one seed out. I cannot wait to talk myself into the 10th seed beating the one seed sure. in the first game of the actual first round of the playoffs. It's given these teams something to play for. You know, the Raptors got fined for resting their players. That would be how easy it would be to completely tank away the season, right? Yeah. You could easily just say, we're going to shut things down. We're going to keep Lowry healthy. We're going to give some developmental minutes to Malachi Flynn. All that stuff is still happening. But at least the Raptors, the Bulls, the Wizards have something to play for, even if it's just one more game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Marlins, I mean, Marlins got it here, Lee. Sorry to keep running with the wrestling yeah. analogy. The Raptors have a great shot at being Scotty Too Hottie this year. A fun elimination. This is my point, Marlon. This is entertainment, okay? We could have a fatal four-way match. Sure, that's great. We just have the best of the best. But why not get the jobbers in there, too? You know, you never know. You can start talking yourself into Scotty Too Hottie maybe somehow pulling out a victory. <laughs> this is Dolph Ziggler's year. Yeah, right, right. So, sorry, Lee, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, if you go back to the We Believe Warriors, right? Now, yeah. they won their last five games of the regular season to get into the playoffs. And then they upset the Mavericks, you know, the red-hot 67-win Mavericks that season. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if the right team is playing at the right time and the right way, it, it, things can happen, you know? Things can yeah. happen. So, um, you know, that's obviously one example that's happened over, over, you know, 50 years. It doesn't happen very often, but we've seen the Grizzlies upset the San Antonio Spurs, when they drop down to the eight-speed uh, spot to upset them. So, you know, it, it's it's not, I don't think, just an automatic assumption that the teams that do make it in are just going to be fodder anyway in the first round. I mean, obviously, you don't want to face the Brooklyn Nets. They, they're a very intimidating, a dominating team. But it just if that team is playing at the right the right way at the right time and they've got that, they're on a roll, that first round can still be somewhat exciting. You know, there's yeah, still some hope but there. But I almost not... don't even care about the 1-8 matchup. I really just am looking at it from last night's uh, point of view of like I was tuning into the Spurs Wizards game totally. in late <laughs> April and I was like following it basket for basket like I'm living and dying with a DeRozan you know turnaround at the buzzer there that doesn't drop it it goes halfway in and pops out we're going overtime oh and then Murray with a huge steal and Beal coming back and like I was into that because of course you know the Spurs are playing for their own spot in the play-in tournament they keep jockeying position with the Warriors then I want the Spurs to win so the Wizards lose so the Raptors' chances and the Bulls' chances are improved. Like, yeah, I mean, that to me, it's a win. Like, I'm into these games. A lot more people are into these games. And you're right, Lee. Maybe the payoff is, oh, maybe that team that was banged up really early in the season, missing a star player for a good chunk of it, they go on that huge second half run and suddenly they get into this playing tournament, they win their way in, and then they're like, ooh, nobody wants to play them. That could happen too, right? Um, you know, like... A, like a crazy example would be suddenly Clay Thompson or something like coming back right. for the Warriors. You're right. Like, oh God damn! Like 
that would suck if you were like you know the first seed yeah. or the second seed and you're playing the Warriors or if they're the seventh or eighth seed so anyway uh, yeah exciting stuff there last night uh, we're all in all the, the boys are tournament. buzzing about the play-in tournament oh, man we love it okay let's talk about the Kevin Love um, incident we'll call it that uh, very weird he is frustrated with appears to be the official there who gives him the <laughs> ball and he just slaps it in that's in play and Flynn knocks down the three uh this is obviously getting a lot of buzz here this morning. People have a lot of opinions on this. Um, Trey, what, we'll start with you. Like, what did you think here of uh, Kevin Love's turnover there? <laughs> uh, hilarious. I think this is going to go down in history with uh, J.R. Smith like high-fiving Jason Terry <laughs> during a play and somebody getting a wide-open three from the corner as just, what is going on here? There are obviously extenuating circumstances with Kevin Love. He was mad about some calls. Uh, prior to this play, but yeah. when it gets clipped out onto the Raptors' Twitter feed, basically just showing uh, Stanley Johnson's basketball IQ yeah. and hustle to get that play, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was very funny. But I will also say Kevin Love, best powder in the game. And maybe there's something happening here because let's think back to the past with Kevin Love. Remember the Isaiah Thomas handoff pass where he just handed him the ball? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh boy, he doesn't like Isaiah Thomas. Guess what happened very soon after? Isaiah Thomas was traded. How about last season when Kevin Love was whipping passes at teammates (laughs) early last season? What happened very soon after? John Beeline resigned. So now we got this hilarious turnover. Obviously, nothing can really happen with the Cavs right now since we're past the trade deadline. But I think people might be surprised to know Kevin Love has actually played 18 games this season. He is totally a forgotten man for Cleveland. He's got two years after this season on his deal. Get him out of there. Like, the Cavs got to find a trade for this guy over the summer. You know, it's always kind of been C.J. McCollum for Kevin Love has always been talked about for years and years, ever since Kevin Love signed his second or his next deal there uh, with the Cavs. I don't think that's as appealing for Cleveland at this point, considering they're building around two guards yeah. already. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me that they would bring McCollum in, but Kevin Love is just straight up languishing there in Cleveland. Like, I don't know. I saw he had like a double-double recently. I was like, oh, neat. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, that's just what it is. It's like the only time we hear from Kevin Love is if it's bad at this point. So, I don't know. It was uh, it was not a very professional thing to do, but he had some bad calls go against him, so... I don't know. I kind of just feel bad for the guy at this point. Well, that's the thing. Are we giving him a little bit of a pass just going, ah, feel bad for the guy, Lee? I mean, he is the vet of this team. He just threw a damn temper tantrum with the officials. He's frustrated, but that's a bad look to your younger teammates, I think. I mean, of course it's not professional. It's a bit of a, you know... Uh, a history with him as TK took us through too, where he does have these like pouting or like little, he's like, maybe he's the real temper boy. Now that I think about it, (laughs) I'm going to give him the title. Um, But but what do you think? Like, is he getting a pass here a little bit? Because I am seeing a lot of people like, ah, man, it's got to suck to play for the Cavs. I feel for Kevin Love. Well, do you? Yeah. He's owed two years and 60 million after this season. So he's getting paid. If he really wants out, because I think they would have tried, they tried to trade him this season, but no one really wanted that big contract. We saw Blake Griffin take a buyout. We saw uh, LaMarcus Aldridge give back a little bit of money as well. Kevin Love, this year, this contract I think was five years and 120 million or something around that. Mm-hmm. So he can probably get his way out of Cleveland. It's going to cost him maybe 10 million bucks. But if he really wants to at the end of this season, he could, because I don't think there'll be a huge market for him still. You know, just because of that contract. I mean, he's only 32 years of age. 
you know, his numbers are clearly on the decline right now. And I mean, you know, maybe if he goes to a better situation, he could be like Blake and be somewhat rejuvenated. But uh, who's really going to give up a ton to get him at this point? I don't think a lot of people. And yeah, what he did last night. I mean, if you look at that, only that play, you think, man, he's pouting. He's unprofessional. He looks bad. But he, he thought he got fouled. Uh, sort of was more upset at the ref rather than his teammates or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, he was. But still, but still. He gave the Raptors three game, points. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, you can't behave like that. when you, 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 If that was a rookie or if that was Garland or Sexton, they'd be benched. And it's like, this yeah. kid's got a bad attitude. And Bernie, uh, not Bernie, uh, JB Bickerstaff after the game last night said, uh, someone asked him, you know, what, what happened? He goes, oh, you have to talk to Kevin about it. And then he said, uh, you're going to talk to Kevin? He goes, yeah, we've already talked about it, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about it again. So I was like, okay, so you did talk to him about it. But yeah, that's that's ultimately, that's what it comes down to is like, yes, you can maybe give him a little bit of a uh, an excuse because of the, he sort of got clattered into there on the play. But ultimately, you just don't expect that sort of behavior from a guy who's earning that sort of money uh, and on that team. So yes, I understand if he's not happy in Cleveland, the team's not very good, but you can you can get your way, way out of there certainly if uh, if the team can't trade you so if, if it costs you a couple of million bucks then that's what you have to do to be able to go to a situation where you might find yourself enjoying basketball again yeah which that- is more unprofessional he is playing and pouting out there giving away points like that al horford's just at home yeah, but yeah, I don't I mean, think that's how Horford's would you rather have decision, a decision, I guess. Okay, so yeah. then maybe is this on the Cavs is what you're saying? Well, they should send Kevin Love home and say, hey, man, come back next season. We'll try and make another run at the playoffs or we'll find you a new home. Is probably, that better? I, mean, I don't know. I, I, Meanwhile, we've got the Thunder who are have their best or their most highly paid player sitting on the bench and they are not even close in games here. They're getting blown yeah. out every single night. But that's okay. Not for Kevin Love to pout because he's upset about some foul calls. Guys pout every single night. Let him chill. I don't know. Give him something else to do because it ain't working in Cleveland. Get him out. Yeah, guys, pout, but this is like uh, next level pouting where you are. Just, I mean, he, he would have been better off scoring on his own net. <laughs> it would have been two <laughs> points. Good point, two points. <laughs> so uh, I'm with you, though. That, that's interesting. Yeah, the Cavs should have probably done that. Uh, if he's going to do this shit, absolutely. Like, yeah. all right, this is not good for the identity of a, of a team moving forward. A young, again, impressionable team. Um, yeah, you're doing more harm than good at this point if you're if you're pulling stuff like this. So yeah, get him. I guess send him home and like you said, look to move him. Um, it's a hilarious clip. I can't wait for it to be worse awesome. of the week. Yeah. It is very funny just <laughs> slapping it into play there and then the Raptors scoring off it. I guess Love did not play the rest of the game, Lily. Um, he exited for the locker room before the final buzzer too. Yeah. I saw and he didn't speak to reporters, but yeah, Bickerstaff said he apologized to his teammates for it. So. Maybe he'd he should. Yeah, I, I think I, he sort of points out. So I don't know if maybe he had an injury like that, or he just says I'm done for this game. But he should have at least spoken to the media. I think after the game, because then he could have addressed it. He knows he's going to get asked about it, and he could have he could have owned it a little bit better then and said, Yeah, look, that was ma- that was me in the moment. I did the wrong thing. But avoiding the media again, I I just don't think that's the right situation. But the yeah. Cavs. I mean, they did the same thing with Drummond this season where they said, okay, you stay home, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a bad look on the franchise if you're sending one guy home and then the other guy who, your other veteran, is out there behaving like that. So they, uh, they need to move on from him, I think, either way. Lee, what do you think about this question, Danielle Boyd? Should the Cavs find Kevin Love for something like that? Uh, uh, symbolically, why not, you know? 
just to say, listen, we don't expect that from anybody. I mean, what? who cares? Fine him 50 grand. It doesn't make any difference to his paycheck at the end of the day. Like, he's got enough money. But it sort of could send a little message to the rest of the locker room that, that we expect better from our leaders and nobody is above sort of behaving like that, you know? I think, yeah, well, didn't he get not? fined last year for punching, like, the bench in Toronto? And he was pissed about being fined by the organization, I remember. Uh, there was, like, I a dispute with man. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he definitely got fined by... Um, by the cap. So we'll, we'll see here. <laughs> what a moment. All right. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's keep it going here. Wolves beat the Jazz for the third time this season. What the heck's going on? 105-104. Lee, the Wolves just swept the Utah Jazz, the number one team in the league record-wise, uh, and the Wolves are near the bottom. Uh, they are yes. in the tankathon race. What, what, what the hell happened here? Well, uh, it got crazy wild at the end there, and uh, Mike Conley looked like he'd given the Jazz the lead when he hit a three, put him up with one with six seconds remaining, and really... You just need to play some good defense. We know the Jazz are known for defense. And somehow, Carl anthony Towns, uh, D'Angelo Russell sort of screened Gobert. Gobert, for some reason, scrambled out to pick up Carl anthony Towns. But Mike Conley had already sort of switched out onto yeah. Towns. So Gobert should have just stayed with Russell. Instead, he left Russell wide open in the paint without anybody there. And Rubio just fed it to him and Russell uh, scored the layup. So Gobert kind of blew that situation. But then the, the, the Jazz still had a chance. It was like four and a half seconds to go. And they played great defense on the inbounds play on Mike Conley. Ricky Rubio kind of knocked it away, got the ball loose, and, uh, and, the, and the Wolves went on to win. So this was a very impressive uh, closeout, I guess, by the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. And D'Angelo Russell coming off the bench again last night. He was looking like Brooklyn Net All-Star D'Angelo Russell. 27 points, 7 of 12 from downtown, 12 assists. Uh, really gave them that good uh, pop off the bench because they were down big early on. Uh, no Donovan Mitchell still here for the Utah Jazz, but uh, impressive way for the for the Wolves to actually be on the right end of a, of a close game here. And uh, Gobert kind of owned it after the game, but really uh, a complete and utter mess there from Gobert. He didn't need to go out. He should have just stayed there with Russell because Conley, Conley sort of saw the situation as like, well, I'll, I guess I'll just pick up Towns here, but Gobert <laughs> running around like a crazy man. And D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell, I, I mentioned the Brooklyn Net thing. He was up there celebrating the crowd as well last night, bringing it all on. So good to see him back having fun again. And, um, you know, the Wolves obviously aren't going to make the playoffs this season, but their future is looking a little brighter. You can oh, sort of see. You, you can wanted see, to blow it up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you can see at least, you know, things. Next season, they shouldn't lose as many games as they've lost this season. Do you have a pencil you in go. your hand? Are you crunching yeah, I know. numbers I'm, I'm over just there? Fiddly. I'm just fiddly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I was like, what the hell was that that just flew by the screen there? Uh, yeah. What, what, anything to add to this, TK? Again, the Wolves sweeping the Jazz? 
uh, I love a game winner that's a wide open layup. Yeah. yeah. On an inbounds play. Incredible stuff. Um, file it away for the playoffs. Doesn't seem like it's going to matter, but, you know, if we're noticing, wow, that was crazy how bad the Jazz miscommunicated on that switch there. Obviously, NBA teams are going to notice, and maybe somebody <laughs> pulls a play deep out of their pocket, just like Lee with his pencil. Sometime in the playoffs, a little switch move there, reminiscent of like a LeBron James layup that he had against the Pacers once upon a time. Somebody's going to remember that, the and a team's going to pull it off against the Jazz, and either they will have completely figured out how to do their switching scheme, or it's going to be another wide-open layup. Exciting. I actually got nervous for D'Angelo Russell on that play. When it was unfolding, I'm like, uh-oh, he's too open. Yeah. He's going to miss Wide that. Like, he's open. like, yeah. And like, when I think in a clutch situation like that, when you're that open right by the rim, you're probably like, okay, there must be Gobert right behind me or something. Like, he's like, you panic maybe and like botch the layup. But no, he was super smooth. With it. He had a great game. The Wolves are 11 and 15, I believe, since the All-Star break. So this is better. Now just do it at the start of the season next year with... Obviously, you know, a, a healthy or at least in the right mind frame, Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, hopefully playing like uh, Brooklyn D'Angelo there. I'd, I'd like to see it, at least a chance there with Finch, Finchy in a Doug. preseason and stuff like that and practice and what he wants to implement uh, in a normal year. Uh, you know, look, the Wolves should be decent. I don't think they're yeah. uh, championship contenders next year, but they should be decent. They should be I in mean, the play in uh, race yeah. <laughs> because everybody the, the, is. The thing with D'Angelo Russell too is like he he's probably going to be the starter. He's been coming off the bench, but that is a pretty good role for him. He can be that guy yep. coming off the bench, scoring and shooting. He maybe isn't a starting point guard in the league. Like maybe this is just a better role. Whether or not they decide to keep Rubio next season, I'm not sure. But I really like him coming off the bench. But uh, you know, players just tend to not like to yeah. say that's your role. You know, he's he's doing it this season, I think, because he missed so much time and it's working for him right now. But uh, that could be a little something there for the Wolves to work on. Like, if you can have a guy who you know is a bucket off the bench, it, it helps. Lee, did uh, Rudy Gobert lose Defensive Player of the Year last night with that miscue? <laughs> saw some people saying that. Uh, no, he owned it. You know, he, he, he screwed up. No yeah. question he screwed up. Um, and that is just one of those brain farts. It's just like you, you would just think most teams would be like, be prepared to switch on that. And Conley was ready for it. And it's like, live with Towns. You know, maybe he's going to drive, but he's probably going to shoot a three-pointer or a deep shot at that point because he doesn't want to come in if Gobert drops back. But uh, he got it wrong. So, mm-hmm. but the, but again, the Jazz still had a chance, and their execution on the next inbounds play just wasn't good enough. So, uh, well done to the Wolves. Final uh, game we'll touch on here on today's Daily Show. Michael Porter Jr. scored 31 points. Hey, is every Porter in the league a junior, Trey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Otto Porter Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., and Michael Porter Jr. Am That's I missing right. anybody? Yeah, it's crazy. What's going on with those Porters and their juniors? Um, <laughs> MPJ scored 31 points, and the Nuggets knocked off the Grizzlies 120-96. to 96. Nuggets have won six of the last seven. They've improved to 40-21. and 21. Uh, Just a little love for MPJ, who is like, Balling over the last two months. This isn't at a two-week stretch anymore. This is like over the last two months. He's averaging 22 points per game, eight and a half boards, shooting 58% from the floor. You know, 47% from three on a ton of like makes, like three per game. And he was awesome. 12 and 19 in this one last night. Mike Malone, Michael Malone, whatever you want to call him, Coach Malone. After the game, said like he loves when. Michael, he did call Porter Michael, which I found very weird. Mike Uh, Porter. That he's aggressive. You know, like, he's got a beautiful jump shot, Lee. It's sort of unstoppable because we talked about, like, 
he's like Durant like in terms of his shot where mm-hmm. he shoots it and how tall he is but like when he's aggressive is when he is really sort of a next level player not settling for that jump shot and uh, 100% true Denver pulled away in the fourth quarter um, Grizzlies long long road trip four and three extremely respectable couple of those even tough losses could have been an even better record but Good win by Denver here. I don't know, man. Like, what do we do with this Nuggets team? Uh, Are they still, like, you know, a, uh, a secret borderline yeah, finals contender? I mean, or after the Jamal Murray injury, we thought, okay, well, great year. Awesome pickup with Gordon. Maybe next year. I don't know now. They're, like, Porter Jr. stepped right into it. And this was without Barton, so Morris, too, last night. Yeah. This is a good win. They're, they're still a tough out when you got, I guess, the MVP on your team. You're, you should be, right? Yeah, I mean, Porter was considered to be potentially the number one pick in the draft before the injury, wasn't he? I believe that's mm-hmm. uh, that's why he dropped. He had that back injury. Yeah. Um, so you're starting to see why because he scores just so easily. Um, you know, he can get to his spot. He's just he's got that scoring mentality. It's like he knows he can get his shot off at any point. It's a pretty good looking shot. And as he grows and as he matures in his game, I can just see him going inside to the paint as well and drawing a ton of fouls because he's just he's just so difficult to defend. Um, yeah, it feels like they can't do it without Jamal Murray. He's like too big a, 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 a player to be missing. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially I mean, they if they score. have the Lakers in the first round. Yeah, not, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that, ideal. That would be tough. I mean, they, they, right now they would have home court advantage, but that probably still wouldn't be enough if LeBron's back. We saw him out running yesterday, so looks like LeBron's uh, pretty close to returning too. So, oh, I thought he was just jogging, Lee. I thought that was the problem. Oh, he was just right, jogging yeah, out right, there, not a full right. sprint. <laughs> I like Are you going to intimidate opponents with a jog? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, like Colin White what here, though. Most improved Porter Jr. Got to be Mike. Yes. I think so. Oh, I think so. He's got Kevin and Otto uh, beat there in that one. So give him that award. Uh, it will be interesting to see him as the unquestioned number two in a playoff series, though, because we've seen Jamal yeah. Murray in uh, go create something. You got to get a bucket. We absolutely need this situation. And the guy showed up massively in the playoffs last year. MPJ had a great bubble. He was all bubble team. That was an award not as uh, efficient and not as uh, productive come playoff time but yeah. man there's a reason they call him michael porter butter and junior because this guy is smooth Ooh. skeets 57 percent from the field 47 percent from three in 25 games yeah. since the all-star break he's legitimately a second star for the nuggets right now the question will be is with the additional focus on in the playoffs will he be able to do what jamal murray did because jamal murray wasn't doing it from the very beginning when he first got to the playoffs as well mm-hmm. i don't know though man Jokic sets him up with some nice, tasty dishes. Aaron Gordon's obviously a solid passer, and he can shoot over basically anybody. I think he's going to be an all-star at the very least next season, and it's going to be exciting to see what he does come playoff time. All right, so those are the games from last night. If we didn't get to one you wanted us to talk about, go check out what you need to know from Tass. He addressed all 11 games in the association. Let's get to Is This News? Look, these aren't the uh, juiciest headlines here on a Tuesday, but I'm going to throw them at the guys, and they're going to tell me whether it was even newsworthy, whether I was an idiot to even include it in the show, or maybe there's something to it. First one, it's from The Athletic. Oh, a great website. Go to theathletic.com slash nodumps. Get yourself a subscription. Rockets, John Wall out for the season with hamstring injury. TK, is this news? Yeah. Yeah, this is news. I think this is a this is a minor news. We saw some nice flashes this season from John Wall. All things considered, great to just see him back on the court, but 
This will be the fourth straight incomplete season for John Wall. Still's got a couple of years left on his deal after this season. I don't think he did much to increase his trade value this year, which is surely what the Rockets were going for uh, when they acquired him from Russell Westbrook. Kind of weird how that trade went down. Seemed like the Wizards won it at first. Then right when the season started, seemed like the Rockets won it. Turns out the Wizards won it, but... Really, it's tanks for the memories, John. Pretty sure the Rockets are going to keep their pick if they're bottom four this year. Their season was obviously derailed by James Harden at the beginning, followed by Christian Wood getting hurt basically right away. They went on a massive losing streak. They got the worst record in the league right now, and they're trying to keep it that way. They got five fewer wins than the Thunder do at fifth, which means that... uh, Houston is likely still going to finish with the worst record in the league, which means they're guaranteed a top four pick, which means they're going to keep that pick, which is huge because you can't lose a top five pick in this draft. Plus, they're keeping it from the Thunder, who are on the same rebuilding path (laughs) timeline that they are. So honestly, resting John Wall here and trying to make sure he's as healthy as possible to up that trade value next season It's a win-win for the Rockets by trying to lose. Yeah, what do you think, Lee? Is Trey right? Like, are the Rockets, like, looking at the Orlando Magic having lost six straight, uh, at OKC having lost 14 straight, and really leaning into the tank? Did the Rockets go, okay, well, we're leading the old tankathon here, but uh, let's really (laughs) make sure we don't win many games here. Like, could we see this with... Uh, Eric Gordon, Kelly Olynyk, like just play all the young guys, keep losing games, and uh, there's no worry about John Wall playing for the rest of the year or any of these guys maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess these days though, it just doesn't give you significantly a higher chance of getting that number one pick. You're still in the in the mix for it, but uh, in years gone by, you were obviously given a much higher chance. So uh, the NBA's tried to discourage things like this because overall, I think just to see John Wall back out on the court was a success for him, I think, overall. I, I, th- I thought he played well enough. He moved pretty well for a guy who's coming off uh, basically two years of injuries. But now it's kind of like, what do the Rockets do going forward? Because I, I think they clearly want to start again. So is there any significant value out there to be had in John Wall? He's only 30, but he's an old 30, and he has got a big old contract on him. So I, I, I don't really think there's got a, uh, you know, they're going to be able to get significant assets in return. But um, I think it was that was part of it. They wanted to play him. Hey, look, he can still play, and now it's almost like, let's just maybe put him in uh, cotton balls just in case he injures himself again, and it does improve our lottery odds somewhat. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Rockets have been... It's been a just a disaster for them this season overall. I mean, from the start. We should give Steven really Silas Coach of the Year. He should get yeah. it. Yeah. For putting up with the shit he's had to put up with in Houston. Like, just give it to yeah. him. <laughs> Despite having the worst record in the league. I would like that. All right, our next one here. Headline, ESPN. LA Clippers signed DeMarcus Cousins for a remainder of the season. Is this news? Um, I'll get us started here. Minor, minor news, I think. Uh... Cousins had a decent game last night in a, in a loss to New Orleans. I mean, the Pelicans crushed uh, the Clippers. There was no Kawhi, but they led by double digits for the entire second half. They were up by 25. But Cousins had 16 points, 11 boards, 2 blocks, 25 minutes. Uh, that's the most minutes he's gotten here um, prior to like signing for the rest of the season. He was on a couple 10 days. He was usually playing about 14, 15 minutes a game. He was fine, Trey. You know, he's like... He's an, he's an okay backup big, I guess, and you can use him. You could see him being used in the right sort of matchups in a potential playoff series where he could he could give you 10 to 15 minutes, I think. Um, so, yeah, you know, good for him. I'm happy that he's going to be on a team that is, of course, trying to win a championship, uh, and maybe he can contribute in, in, in some matchups. 
Yeah, absolutely. I have the same feeling with DeMarcus Cousins on the Clippers as I did with LaMarcus Aldridge signing with Brooklyn. Neither of these teams really need anything. They both have been near the top of the league for the entire season. But just like Aldridge gave Brooklyn a low post threat that they didn't really have, that's the exact same thing with DeMarcus Cousins. He's a skilled big body, which might come in handy at some point punishing switches. He doesn't need to be an all-NBA player. He needs to be good for like six minutes at a time in the playoff a couple of different times, right? When, yeah. when you're not, when you're going to need something out of out of your center scoring wise that maybe Zubac can't give you. So yeah, it's a it's a low risk sort of move here for the Clippers, but perhaps it pans out. Lee, anything to add? Cousins signing for the rest of the year with Clippers there? No, I mean he's yeah. You can put him out on the floor. He's got six fouls. He can hit a three. He can pass the ball for, only for four or five minutes of a game just to. Uh, fill in for some uh, for some gaps I think why not if you're the Clippers you know they're, they're obviously trying to win the championship this year so a veteran who you know he's 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 a reliable guy in, in short stints you're not expecting him to play uh, huge significant minutes so it doesn't hurt to have him on the bench yeah he's talked up a lot Cousins has about the Clippers organization too and I think in specifically like sort of Coach Lou he said uh about Coach Lou, he's done a great job of like incorporating him and his talents, making him feel a part of this. So, so good on Lou there and, and, and the Clippers there. No one's angry with this. I mean, we're Boogie fans. He's on the roster. And I think maybe he gets like a one little moment to shine in a, in a playoff game here in a, in a first, second, third round, who knows, where it's like, whoa, Cousins has like that classic like throwback game and he's puts up a 20 and 10 because somebody's in foul trouble or there's an injury or something like that. I see that happening here for him. So I'm excited about that. Our final one, Lee, NBA.com. Great website. Luka Doncic, Bradley Beal, (laughs) named NBA Players of the Week. Is this news? Well, it's the Player of the Week team curse, you can call it, because uh, the Wizards lost for the first time uh, in nine games to the San Antonio Spurs, and then the Mavs lose to the uh, De'Aaron Foxless Sacramento Kings last night. So, uh Nobody wants to win Player of the Week award. It's just not you're just going to get a loss in your next game. But uh, yeah. yeah, great to have two of my favorites win it. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> what a week! Yeah, yeah, what a week, man! What a huge week! It was. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I got a trivia question for you, Lee. Off of this, I yeah. like doing this with these. Okay, how many Player of the Weeks in three seasons has Luka Doncic won? Hmm. Take a guess. I'll say uh, nine. Okay, Trey, what do you think? Twelve. My God, you guys are way too high. Shockingly oh, really? too high. Yeah, this is only his fourth one in three years. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, a little surprising, right? It is. I'm doing yeah. a deep dive, Skeets. I'm going week by week for the past three seasons to see how this stacks up. Okay. Well, My man <laughs> needs some more awards in his closet. He needs some more players of the week. Uh, I don't know. I'm a little confused. I thought that Westbrook would be the choice for the Wizards, but then I started looking at stats and realized I was looking up player of the week stats, and, you know, it's fine. Beal's yeah. fine. Beal yeah. is completely fine. Um, and I wanted to check Luca with only having, only having four of these through three seasons, right? How many had LeBron had at this point? You want to take a guess, Lee? End of his third season, LeBron uh, James. How many players of the week? Yeah. 13. Trey? 29. <laughs> okay, you guys are getting a little too high. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron had eight at the end of his third season. And he went on a little run at the end of that third year. He won three in a row near the end of that uh, third season there. So I guess maybe Luca could sort of like get close to catching him here. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, Luca. I was shocked he only had four. I will admit. I was like, that's it. Yeah, it's low. That's it's low. But then again, you always got to remember the player of the week is you got to have a good team record that week. 
to be uh, mm. you got to basically have only lost one game max. Yeah. Or it really helps your case if you're undefeated, like the Wizards were and the Mavs were in the last week. So, yeah, there you go. Little Player of the Week stats for you. I guess it was news. <laughs> and now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. JD, my man, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Well, I never thought I'd say this in all my years, but hey, let's bring it back to wrestling. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Let's do it. So, you know, I mean, uh, Tass Mellis always comes through for me in the clutch. He he sent me uh, this I, I, after what you need to know every morning, or when it's my when it's my turn to do tweet of the night. I'll go, hey man, if you see a tweet, just send it my way because sure. uh, I got nothing. So he sent me this thread from oh, yeah. <laughs> from uh, Alan underscore Cheap Shot, and it's a thread of crazy. Vince McMahon stories. Now, this is kind of a uh, hilarious task because this, I, he sent it to me. I'm like, oh, this is great. The, this, the, there's some real doozies in here, but I realized that this is from May of 2019. So this tweet is <laughs> over two years old. This might be the most stale tweet we've ever had. <laughs> Yeah. On Tweet of the Night. But, uh, I'll you know. tell you why Tass saw it. Spencer Hall retweeted it yeah. uh, this morning. Yeah, every day should be Saturday. Um, yeah, he, he said, like, we got to read this again. It's so good. But it is good. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I read it. Yeah, so did I. It's it's great. And, uh, you know, there's there's so many good stories in there. He stole a guy's shoes once. He hates yes men. Which is ironic for a guy surrounded by yes men. Yep. He once shit his pants <laughs> trying to squeeze out a revenge fart. That's the best one. That's amazing. Well, it is the best one, but this is a weird one, and this is the one that really caught my attention. Vince hates sneezing. When someone sneezes, he yells at them and tells them to control themselves. On the rare occasion Vince sneezes, he angrily mutters to himself and loses focus for a few minutes. <laughs> I mean, of all the human frailties, <laughs> sneezing is the least offensive to me. So right. let me ask you guys, what bodily function do you find the most annoying or wow. the most inoffensive? I mean, oh. anybody got anything? I mean, well, I, I, I used to work with this guy who every time he would bite or chew his, you know, when you can crack your knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. His jaw would oh, crack oh, yeah. every Ooh. bite, oh. every chew. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's and I'm yeah. <laughs> every chew. Like like so it wasn't just like that. Soup. 
So like, yeah. All smoothie diet. When we when we first started working together, you know, he'd sit down and eat lunch and I'd hear it and I'm just like, what the hell is that noise? You know, and I didn't realize what it was. And then I looked up and I saw him like take a he had a big mouth too. I was like, and I went, Are you talking about a horse? <laughs> Basically he was, yeah. And um, oh at the start, you're kind of like, oh, okay, that's weird, you know. And at the end, I'm like, I want to fight this guy. I seriously want to fight. Him. I cannot stand this thing. because it, it's it. Then it sort of sticks in your brain. It's like yeah. now I hear every single time right, he would yeah. chew his, he would he would bite or chew. So uh, yeah, I think that that's the one for me. I still remember. It's still like I'm still I'm getting angry now at him. I'm like, if I see it. <laughs> wow, I think I'm the same actually. Um, disliking like a a bad chewer. Yeah. I had a buddy in um in college that like by the end of our first semester freshman year I was like I cannot watch this guy eat chicken wings for the next three and a half years so I would make it a point to sit next to him rather than across from oh, him so I didn't have yeah. to like see it face to face because well he's just like a, a sloppy gross like like, like sound you know, okay so okay so <laughs> imagine the chicken wings come in a little basket yeah yeah pulls it out. Yeah, gnaws on him. Just, just a disgusting knock. Oh. It, it was not my favorite thing to watch. And then would leave the chicken bones rather than putting the chicken bones back into the container. Would leave the chicken bones on the table. Oh god! Like, come on, man! That's I don't like watching you eat it yeah. to begin with, and then you're just leaving your bones here. No, thank you. Wow. Yeah, chicken wings is a uh, it. It's it sets people off. I'm uh, working in a bar. Yeah. I've I've noticed that pe- just people have yeah. really weird. It's the one food that everybody has their way. Yeah. I I know that yeah. I am the worst. I skeletonize the thing. Like I I will fillet those flats like oh, yeah. all the way. I'm yeah. the opposite. Yeah. I'm leaving a lot left out there. Yeah. Yeah, no no no. Everything everything has got to go. I think it's my immigrant mother. <laughs> Go. Yeah, like, but you know what, JD, you're not even that bad. There are people next level, like Ken, our buddy Ken. He'll yeah. like, he'll basically eat the bone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you're cleaning it dry, but he's I'm, like, all right, I'll do that, and then I'm gonna just start eating it. What? Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will crunch on the cartilage, which drives Rachel that's, insane. That's like, that's oh. but, but I must have it all. I must ingest it all <laughs> and then use the bones for to, to fashion a, some sort of tool or necklace out of it. <laughs> An immunity so that- <laughs> necklace. Yeah, fake immunity <laughs> necklace. Um, would you prefer, do you prefer a stinky fart over a stinky burp? Because mm. I think I do. I would rather be in the acquaintance <laughs> of someone that drops a stinky fart even <laughs> than a burp. I find a, yeah, I find I a I smelly agree. burp. Yeah. pretty gross. gross it is oh. gross yeah because yeah. you're smelling the contents yeah. of their stomach yeah you know yeah and it, it's and it actually will sometimes still smell like food right like yeah. chicken wings yeah. right like so, yeah, i don't know why yeah. but like it's, a, it's a burp, more offensive a burp smells hotter to me yeah as well. <laughs> like way warmer maybe more humid i don't know if it's just the, the proximity to it but i'm with you on burps worse than farts yeah i don't i don't burp yeah, what you got burp a ton yeah. yeah yeah that's a good poll look at that poll up all right T- task coming through with the old vince mcmahon great. thread i mean that thread is so good that there are stories that repeat in it um towards the end of it and I read them every time. Like I read yeah. the repeated stories at the end. I was like, "This is still good." I read it five minutes ago. Oh, it's great. It's not Go like check that. that out. Um, 
Kawhi Leonard thread, though, is it that someone just completely made up how he would eat his uh, apples with a knife and fork? <laughs> I think this is actually real Vince McMahon stories because it's like a lot of it's like from people's books or them on podcasts, like sharing these uh, Vince stories. Like he's he's a crazy person, obviously. Yeah, oh, he has to be, doesn't he? Why? Why does he have to be? Well, to to do what he's done for so long. I, I saw him interviewed somewhere. <laughs> No, no, I mean, like, you know, you have to, you have to you, you, he's, you know, the, the, the line between genius and insanity is very, very fine. Okay. And I think, I, I think Vince, uh, good Vince point. slips All a little right. more to the insanity side. But I saw him interviewed somewhere one time and he was like out of character and he was like businessman, normal guy. And he's, yeah. he was like, yeah, I, I realize, you know, what I'm doing, I have to be the character and I have to show everyone who I am on the camera, but uh, behind the scenes, he's, he's a different person. So maybe Renee can tell us more about it. She must well, have, I, I've, I've had some heard stories. some Renee stories about working at, uh, yeah, WWE. They're, they're, yeah. they're like this thread, some of them. They're, there's some <laughs> yeah. hilarious stories, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's, uh, let's get to pick-up results from last night. Brought to you by BetMGM. It was Suns-Knicks. I needed the Suns to come through. I needed my boy Devin Booker to go get me a win in MSG. And he did exactly that. Chris Paul, of course, helped out too. But I'm still alive, baby, because I had the Suns. So did Tass. He's fine. Tass is in the clear for this month. He's 11-7. Lee had the Knicks. Falls to 10-8. Trey had the Knicks. That's the big one. Falls to 9-9. And I had the Suns, like I said, so I'm 7 11. Give me the Slurpee. Give the Slurpee to your buddy with that weird jaw. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm still in it because we obviously have the rest of this week. So, I'm two games back at Trey. I'm, I'm three games back at Lee. So, I could even catch Lee here. Tonight's game, guys. Taz picked it. Blazers, Pacers, Portland. Favored by five and a half on the road in Indiana despite losing. What are they at? Five in a row, right? I know there are a lot of close losses, but... Blazers are reeling here, could really use a victory, but can they win by six or more? Let's start with you, Lily. Let's go to you. Mm. Yeah, you just feel like at some point the Blazers are going to shake it off and get a win. The sp- uh, paces without Turner and Sabonis, but I think five and a half is just enough. I think the paces can cover it, so I'll take Ooh. Indy at home. Okay, okay. Uh, let's, let's go to Tass here, Jay. Let's find out who he has. This line seems huge. How does Portland win by six or more? There's probably a reason the line is this big. I don't care. I'm taking the Pacers. They cover five and a half. Oh, that's that's said like a man who's in the in the clear, like I said. It doesn't really matter. Okay, two of you guys taking the Pacers. Trey, have at it. This is real sicko stuff here, Skeets. I'm like yeah. deep in the injury report trying to see if Goga Bataze is going to be able to go tonight. <laughs> <laughs> going to be able to Goga? Uh, I guess we will see. Oh, my goodness. The so, Pacers have actually got three straight wins going here. Meanwhile, the Blazers need a victory. Oh, that's too big of a line. Five and a half points. Okay. Give me Portland. Oh! Give me Portland. And I will also say, for the record, a big beef will be beefed by the Blazers tonight. Ooh. Wow. Wow. Okay, for extra points there. Um, now this is difficult. Okay, hold up, Skeets. I'm hearing that Gogo Bataze is out. <laughs> oh, he is oh, out. Wow, wow, oh, wow, 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 wow. Has the line uh, moved? Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay, I was going to take the Blazers, and I'm still going to take the Blazers. Ooh. Yes, 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 yes. Because especially I got Lee on the Pacers. This is good. This is, maybe, this is a, a fine little hedge here, because I wouldn't be like... You know, out of it if uh, if the Blazers uh, get this win. Okay, so I'm throwing Portland. We got Trey and I going Portland. We got Lee and Tass taking the Pacers. Blazers got to win by six. Woo! 
It is not a, a, not a tiny line, but come on, Portland. All right, that's it for us today. Oh, my God. Lots of fun. Thank you so much to the stream team for joining us. Like, comment, and subscribe. You know, inch by inch, sub by sub, guys. Come on, let's get to 40K. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin podcast, which is tomorrow. NoDunks.TheAthletic.com or tweet them in at NoDunksInc. Grab your No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com and subscribe to The Athletic. Go to TheAthletic.com slash NoDunks. Lee, still got that pencil? Still I sure do. It's right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Is that a Dixon? You got a Ticonderoga over there? It's a, uh, it is, it is. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> pencil guy yeah, right there. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> the Cadillac of pencils. Yeah, man. Yeah, that is a nice looking pencil. I got a few. Oh, geez. Yeah, they're pretty good. Oh. Yeah. Wow. wow. I mean, they don't yeah. usually come in one packs. Right, right. No. Okay. You got a Lucy all? pencil. Oh. Okay. Yeah. How many you got, man? Keep oh, going. this guy's going deep. Whoa! Whoa! Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, he's dropping this one. Still going. I got a couple more here. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Wow. Oh! Every time you pull out, I just like a clown car, yeah. <laughs> and I think I've got a few more here, too. There's one more. One more. Oh, little guy. Wow. wow. All right. Another one. <laughs> okay, okay. Fart one out of your butthole. Do it. Another one. Another one. <laughs> oh, there's a couple more here. I'm still going, look. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are these all sharpened? <laughs> yeah, they, so, so Sebastian, they ordered them for school this year. And he's got like another, he's got a whole box of them at school as well. Like, it's crazy. I don't know how that happened, but uh, anyway. <laughs> Can't tell me I haven't got enough lead in my pencil. <laughs> Clipper bros. <laughs> you heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, chicken wings and pencils are like Pokemon. Gotta have them all. Embrace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.